Welcome back to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I hope you're having a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about shame. And it's funny because right before I started recording this, I was remembering a scene from Game of Thrones. If you guys have seen Game of Thrones, you'll probably remember this, but if you haven't, sorry, there's going to be a little spoiler alert. But basically, one of the characters, she's like the queen in the show for a lot of the seasons. And I honestly can't remember exactly what happens, but there's just this part of the show where these like religious people come and like take over the city and take over like the like royal family I guess or like the king and the queen whatever and they're like super strict religious so they basically have her shave her entire head and there's this one scene where there's this like nun and she's telling this character like shame 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 and I don't know why that popped into my head as I was about to record this episode but I feel like that scene if you've seen Game of Thrones it just is so marked into you know how shame really feels like right and shame is an emotion that pretty much everyone experiences and I really wanted to make this episode around the topic of shame because this past weekend in a conversation I kind of came up with this journal prompt which I think is a really powerful journal prompt and it just is what are you shaming yourself for and that is such a powerful question, right? And that also changes over time. But I really want to dive into the topic of shame today. So with that said, let's jump right into it and let's get growing. So as I was saying, I have been thinking about this journal prompt or just this reflection question of what are you shaming yourself for? And so before we even dive into really further into this specific question right which is a really powerful one around what exactly you're feeling ashamed for what even is shame right so I wanted to start there you guys know that I love a good definition so I pulled it up from google I just typed like shame definition and the first thing that pops up is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior so if we take that down right we break it up the first thing it says it's a feeling of pain And also a feeling of humiliation and of distress. So shame involves pain. It involves feeling humiliated. And it also involves distress. It involves feeling kind of like not at ease, right? It's the opposite of that. It's basically being super stressed out. And then the second thing it says is that it's caused by a consciousness, which I thought was really interesting. Because when you really think about that, consciousness, being conscious of something is in your mind, right? It involves your mind, it involves your brain, it involves you being aware of something. I was just talking to my friend Ava on another podcast recording, which will be out in a few weeks, probably like in a month or so, because she was on the podcast and we were talking about the process of awakening, right? And how that involves a raising of consciousness. Someone says, I want to be a more conscious person that, you know, involves you being more aware of your thoughts. So in a way, shame is really tied to consciousness or even more so self-consciousness right and it comes down to just like 
basically overthinking about a quote-unquote foolish or wrong behavior. So there's also this judgment there, right? Because to consider something wrong or to consider something foolish, you have to be judging it. And so shame really comes from also self-judgment. That I thought was a really interesting thing to really break down. So when you're feeling shame, you're most likely feeling some sort of mental or emotional pain and it's also causing you to either feel humiliated or to feel just stressed out and it comes down to you spending time in your brain in your consciousness overthinking most likely about something that you did or something that happened or something about yourself that you consider foolish or you consider wrong or you consider bad and something else that I think is really important to talk about is the intersectionality between guilt and shame. As I was preparing for this episode, someone who I really wanted to look up and like find a quote from is Brene Brown because Brene Brown talks a lot about shame and guilt and vulnerability. And as I said, when we're feeling shame, a lot of the times it is triggered by feelings of guilt, right? So guilt comes first. Like you feel guilty and then, you know, you're overthinking about this thing that you did that's causing you to feel guilt. And then the more that you think about it, the more ashamed you feel. The more of that self-judgment of like, ah, like that was so foolish, that was so wrong. And then feeling this pain as a result, feeling the shame. And so a quote that I think is really good, and I found this online and it's by Brene Brown is, Shame is a focus on self. Guilt is a focus on behavior. Shame is, I am bad. Guilt is, I did something bad. How many of you, if you did something that was hurtful to me, would be willing to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake? Now, how many of you would say, I'm sorry, I am a mistake? I thought that was really interesting because basically what this quote from Renee Brown is talking about is the fact that shame is when you take guilt and you make it about yourself, right? You take it to an extreme. When you're feeling guilty, you're like, wow, I made a mistake. That action wasn't my best self's action or whatever. Like maybe I shouldn't have done that. But then shame makes it about yourself, right? You're like, I am a bad person instead of like I did something that was bad. And also what this made me think about is when she says, oh, are you willing to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake? Most likely yes, right? But are you willing to say, I'm sorry, I am a mistake? No, like that is deeply vulnerable and self-judgmental and something you probably wouldn't say out loud. And that goes to show how personal and how painful it is to feel shame and also how strongly tied it is to your sense of self and to your sense of worth and to your sense of goodness. Also on Brene's site, I found this. It says, I define shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and of belonging. Something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. So she is talking about here how the shame, right, and that this feeling or this belief of I am flawed comes from things that we've experienced, things that we've done, or things that we did not do, that we failed to do. And so I think that that is really interesting and I think that just sets the tone for where I want to take this episode but I wanted to first take this moment to really just like reflect on what shame really is and I mean I have struggled with feelings of shame for so long in my life and a big thing that I talk about and that I've also started to talk about even more and more and more over time is healing from perfectionistic tendencies right from this pressure that I put on myself 
that I have put on myself for so many years of being perfect and of seeming perfect in other people's eyes and projecting this image of perfection. So basically making other people think like Carolina has her shit together. Carolina is so perfect, blah, 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 blah. But in the process of trying to create this perception in other people's, you know, consciousness of me being perfect, what does that result in? Extreme behavior, zero to 100, a ton of self-judgment and also not even feeling perfect, right? When you're trying to seek perfection, you're always focusing on what you're not doing or what you haven't achieved yet. And so it is really tied to feeling shame and to feeling guilt because if you didn't do something, as Brene said, that can be really tied to feeling ashamed and, you know, feeling like you're flawed and feeling pain as a result. And so working through perfectionism has been a big, 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 big part of my healing journey and something I've been working on consciously so that I can feel more peace and so that I can stop judging myself so harshly and feeling this strong shame around certain things that I didn't do or past actions. And I think something else that has really helped me aside from working through my desire to be or seem perfect and how that has then eventually led me to, you know, stop shaming myself for not doing certain things or for doing certain things. Another thing that has helped me achieve a better result and a better experience and to call in better energy is to also catch myself when I do feel it right because as much as I've worked through these feelings of perfectionism and this desire to be perfect and how that has in its own way helped me release a little bit more of the shame something else has been becoming even more aware of when I feel shame and thinking about what experiences from the past are triggering that and am I looking at those experiences from the past from a lens of I failed, I sucked and that makes me a bad person and that makes me flawed or am I looking at that experience from the past and am I thinking what did I learn from that? How did that experience help me grow? And how can I take a lesson from that experience and transmute it into growth, transmute it into showing up differently so that I'm this better version of myself as a result? And if I do that, it wasn't really a mistake. It was actually a lesson. That's such a beautiful way of navigating shame because instead of making that past decision about the quality of your character and being in this deep internal battle of self-judgment and shaming and pain. Instead, you're detaching and you're able to look at yourself with more compassion and think about that past you know, experience and instead just think about what it taught you. And that's something that I learned through therapy a lot. I feel like my therapist used to pose this a lot to me is like, what did that teach you? And that has been extremely fundamental for me going forwards and so amazing and so powerful as a tool. So I'm excited to be sharing it with you guys. And another thing I wanted to just dive in a little bit more deeply into is like the things that we tend to shame ourselves for. So I asked a few of you guys on Instagram, what are you constantly shaming yourself for? And these are all anonymous. I'm not going to say who sent what, but these were some of the answers. Eating too much in quotation marks, not working out enough. I think enough should also have been in quotation marks, but it wasn't. Cheat meals, quote unquote. Not reaching my exercise goal for the day. Skipping the gym. Wasting time on social media. Avoiding shadow work because it's hard. Overeating. Not achieving as much as my peers. Resting. Feeling insecure. And also feeling ashamed for my body during menstruation. And there's a definitely a huge running thread here, right? One of them is the body. And how crazy is it? 
that our body, our vessel, the thing that carries us through life, that allows you to have health and to live every day, to breathe, to sleep, to rest, to digest food, like this vessel that allows you to, as a soul, have a human experience. How insane that we catch ourselves feeling shameful for eating too much or not working out or, you know, overeating or skipping the gym. And I think if you really get in there and we really think about the root, the root of that, the root of feeling ashamed for eating too much or not working out enough or skipping the gym or resting or overeating or not hitting your step count is because we've been told all these little stories by society that you're supposed to be doing that or that if you don't do it, you failed. Or it's because you're then again in that perfectionistic trend or you know pattern of telling yourself, I have to go to the gym every day and being unrealistic with your goals And when you put that pressure on yourself and you're telling yourself, yeah, I have to go to the gym every day. If not, I'm not doing enough. You're never going to feel like you're doing enough because if you're human and you take a rest day or you sleep a little more and skip the gym that day or you give yourself a few rest days throughout the week, that's actually more beneficial to your body. But if inside of your brain, your belief is I have to go to the gym every day, then you're going to feel shameful right so it does come back to the pressure that you put on yourself and sometimes that pressure is going to come from the things society has told us over time but you are in control of that pressure and maybe if you think more deeply about it and you're like why do I feel guilty for not going to the gym today maybe it's because I associate my you know deservingness of food with how much I worked out but I'm still eating today and if you're eating but you're not going to the gym that day, then you're feeling guilty or shameful all day long. So it's really interesting to peel some of these back. Let's take another example, overeating. Sometimes you're going to have meals where maybe let's say you didn't eat for many hours before. So during the meal, you end up eating a little bit more. And maybe you leave the meal feeling a little bit more full because you ate so fast that you were so hungry. And then you feel like you overate. Or you think that you're overeating just because you're comparing how much you're eating with someone else. Or you think that you're overeating because most of the time you're restricting yourself. So the feelings of shame can come from a different place for each of those scenarios. And there's probably many other scenarios that could cause you to overeat. But at the end of the day, right, that is causing this feeling of shame, which I'm tuning back to my definition here, which is a feeling of humiliation or distress. I think distress is a very strong feeling. It's like you're anxious, right? You're not at ease. You're stressed. You're distressed. And... The thing about overeating also, especially as you're learning to be more intuitive with your eating or to be more intentional with your eating or to be finding the right balance of food in your life. Like if you're in this journey and trying to figure that out, like there's going to be days that you overeat and that's okay. That's human. And there's also going to be other days that you maybe feel like you didn't eat enough. But why is it that on the days that you feel like you maybe didn't eat enough and you're still a little hungry after you ate, why is it that on those days you maybe would feel proud of yourself? And then why would you shame yourself overeating so much juiciness in those questions and another one that I wanted to talk about is wasting time on social media I've definitely struggled with this one too and just judging myself and feeling ashamed like oh my gosh I spent so many hours on social media today I was like scrolling so much but how about you dismantle that and say you know what I had a hard day like I just needed to tune out for a bit and I think honestly the more that I'm talking about this I think a really powerful tool to help you 
avoid shame or like not avoid it, but like move past shame is think about why did that behavior in a way serve you? What did you gain from that? You know, even if it's something that you're shaming yourself for, like let's say in this example, the social media scrolling, how did that serve you in some way? Maybe, you know, it served you because you were mentally exhausted and you weren't wasting your time. You were just like taking a break the same way they would watch Netflix or whatever. Maybe though, there's a reason why you're scrolling too much on your phone because you're avoiding responsibilities and you're not doing your work and you're struggling a lot with that self-accountability and then you're just like distracting yourself and distracting yourself and getting in your own way. Like that's a possibility for sure. So obviously there's many different reasons that can underlie an action and it's important to get real with yourself about why you're doing that. Why are you overeating or why are you skipping the gym? Why are you scrolling on social media? And the why... It doesn't have to be a reason for you to judge yourself even more, right? If the reason isn't such a good reason, then use that as a lesson. Use that as a fuel to teach you something and to help you become more aware of a maybe unhealthy patterns that you can change. You're not stuck. And another example that I wanted to talk about is also not achieving as much as my peers. That is so real, right? Like sometimes you might be shaming yourself, feeling bad about yourself, feeling stressed out, feeling uneasy, feeling pain because you're spending all this time comparing to other people. Maybe you're comparing to people your age or your friends, or you're comparing yourself to people at work or other people on social media. And comparison is hard, man. Like I have, I believe I have one or two episodes on comparison that you can listen to, but maybe it's time for me to do another one, like an updated version on comparison. But comparison is literally the worst because when you're in a comparison mindset most of the time you're in a lack mindset and you're looking at what other people are doing or achieving and you're comparing and then you are basically coming from this place of why them and not me or I'm not enough right you're looking at other people and you're comparing and you're saying wow they're doing all these things and here I am like not doing as much as them and therefore that means that I am less worthy or that I'm less successful or that I'm not good as a person but maybe that's just a perception that you have of that other person that they're achieving more than you and maybe it's only in a specific area of life like maybe they're achieving more than you in their career but what about in their relationships what about in their relationship with their body or their fitness or how they're dealing with their mental health Everyone is so different. So comparison is such a bizarre thing because we're often comparing with people who are coming from a totally different place and who are going through their own life struggles and their own inner battles and their own life situations. And many of them you might not even be aware of. And so you're likely just comparing, thinking that you're comparing apples to apples, but you're not. You're comparing like apples to watermelon. It's so interesting to look at these things that we tend to shame ourselves for, right? Because they all come from different places, but ultimately they come from self-judgment. And another one, you know, that was common here was feeling insecure or judging your body during menstruation. And I think those are also very big. And when I was even brainstorming around what I've felt ashamed for or what a lot of other girls and even guys struggle with is feeling ashamed of your body. It's feeling shame for looking a certain way. Maybe having rolls on your stomach or the way your arm looks on a certain shirt or stretch marks or there's all these little things that we feel ashamed for, right? Like our bodies are such a source of shame and it's crazy. It's crazy to me because I mean, it's been the same for me and I think working through that has been so magical and so important 
It can be your hair, it can be your acne, it can be your eyes, it can be the way you talk, your teeth. Like it's so easy to find things about yourself to not feel good about and to shame yourself for. But in this specific case, right, one of them was feeling insecure, which that is like a double whammy because you're feeling insecure already. And maybe you're judging a part of your own body and then you're around other people and then you think that they're judging that part of your body because in reality, you're judging it, but you think they are. And then you're feeling ashamed because you're like, oh, like here I am, like feeling so insecure, like this sucks. And it's just like this pattern. And the other one was feeling insecure or ashamed during menstruation and about your body like maybe you're ashamed of having to go change out your pads or change out a tampon or if you're going to bleed through your clothes or you're ashamed of not being able to do certain things because you're on your period or you're a little bit more bloated during your period or you're just more tired and you don't want to go work out like there's all these different things that can trigger feelings of shame and so to everyone who submitted you know these responses on my poll first of all thank you for sharing this because I feel like it's made this episode so interesting to like understand the experience of shame but it's also been really interesting to see all the crossovers between the answers and how a lot of them come from our relationship with social media our relationship to our peers and our relationship to our body whether that means you're shaming yourself for skipping the gym taking rest days for how you look like during your period or for the food that you're eating and the ones about food were all about eating too much or overeating or quote-unquote cheat meals i just think it's really interesting to notice that and if you're listening and you're a human being you most likely have felt shame before and maybe even just listening to this is showing you that you're not alone and that other people feel this too but then again hopefully what this episode can also show you is that the more that you understand the things that you feel ashamed about and bring awareness to that and shine light on that, the more that you're able to realize maybe the root causes that are triggering those feelings. And then you can dismantle it and ask yourself, why am I doing that thing? Or why did that thing serve me today? In the example of maybe not going to the gym, like maybe that served you because you were tired. Maybe you did that because you needed that extra rest. But then there's also the option or maybe the chance that you didn't go to the gym because you're avoiding committing to your health and you keep telling yourself you're going to go to the gym every day and then you skip the gym every day and then you're not keeping the promises that you are making to yourself. And so that's another flip side of the situation. So when you dissect your shame, you're able to understand the reasons behind the behaviors that are triggering that shame in the first place and then you're able to work on them. Maybe on accepting them and honoring them. If it's coming from that place of like, no, I listened to my body and I didn't go to the gym today because I was tired and I deserve to rest. Or you're able to look at that experience and say, hmm, like I skipped the gym because I've been skipping the gym every day. And there's a part of me that wants to be, you know, feeling strong in my body and to move through stagnant energy and to sweat. Like I want to feel that, but I'm not showing up for it. And that's why I'm feeling shame. Maybe that can just be your fuel to instead show up for yourself. But in the moment that you are choosing that behavior, just let it be. Because I've been thinking about this a lot, especially with food. If you choose to eat something, let's say you really are craving a bagel today and you want to go to the park and grab a bagel and eat outside and soak up the sun and sit in the grass and eat some bread and cream cheese and have, you know, a good delicious bagel. Don't shame yourself for going and buying the bagel because you chose that. That choice was within your control. And you probably wanted it for a reason. And so feel grateful for it and just like release that shame, especially when it's a conscious choice. If you consciously chose to skip the gym that day, or if you consciously chose to eat something, especially with the food, just remember that it's okay. You're allowed to eat the bagel. You're allowed to eat the croissant. And if you choose to eat it, don't then shame yourself and get in the way of your ability to enjoy that moment. Last thing I wanted to say as well about the exercise specific 
things like not reaching my exercise goal for the day, working out too little or skipping the gym. The one that stood out to me was not reaching my exercise goal for the day. And the reason why is because when I see exercise goal for the day, it makes me think about the like, oh, I have to do 10,000 steps a day or like the little, you know, Apple Watch meter is tracking your exercise goal. And I do feel like those things trigger feelings of shame because you're constantly in this like war with yourself or this like constant test that you're putting yourself through of like, I have to close my rings. I have to close my rings. And if I don't close my rings, I didn't reach my goal. And therefore I failed. How bizarre. Like I've been there, but like how insane is that? Just to think about that. And that doesn't mean, you know, that you shouldn't work out or you shouldn't do things that are good for your health. But what's the energy that you're bringing to it? What's the energy that you're bringing to the act of nourishing yourself or to working out? Are you coming from a place of I'm tracking this and it has to fit this calorie meter and it has to be this way? Or is it coming from the energy of enjoying? I'm nourishing myself. I'm moving my body because it makes me feel good. Why does it have to be a competition with yourself all the time? So... This has been so interesting and as I said, hopefully it has shed some light into things that maybe you feel ashamed for. Maybe it's helped you feel less alone. But ultimately, the biggest thing I want you to remember is that whenever you're feeling shame, take a step back and realize that if you did something that you deem wrong, quote unquote, or embarrassing, quote unquote, or not good enough, that does not make you a bad person because that's what shame causes us to do. It causes you to take it personally and to make it about yourself and your quality of character. You're not flawed. You're not a bad person if you do something that you consider quote-unquote bad. And taking it a step further, the reason why you're thinking you're a bad person or you're considering that a bad thing is because you're judging yourself. And I think we all deserve to live a judgment-free life. We all deserve freedom from all these pressures that we put on ourselves. And so... I think that this can be a reminder as well for you to start tuning into that and start realizing the things that you're judging yourself for and then start taking steps towards releasing that self-judgment and to stop making these extensions of an experience into something about your character and start peeling back the layers and using your self-awareness to understand these experiences better And to understand the things that are triggering your shame, because most likely the things that are triggering that shame, whether it's feeling insecure, not working out enough, or eating certain foods, or scrolling on social media, or comparing yourself to your peers, all those things that are triggering shame for you are probably the things that need the most healing and need the most love, need the most attention, need the most awareness. They need to be met with light. That's part of your shadow what you feel ashamed for. And I'm big on shadow work, as you guys know, shadow work, inner work, right? Becoming aware of the parts of yourself that you feel ashamed for is part of shadow work because it's part of seeing yourself from the perspective of, yeah, I'm not perfect. Yeah, there are parts of me that aren't ideal. But even though I struggle with these feelings of shame, I'm still enough. I'm still worthy. And I'm still whole and complete. And the more that I'm able to show myself love especially in situations where I feel these uncomfortable emotions, the more I'm becoming my own best friend, the more I am strengthening my relationship to self, the more strong I become, the more resilient I become, the more self-loving I become. So I had so much fun talking about this. I know it's a little bit of a like taboo topic to talk about, but I think we need to talk about it. And if you liked this episode or if it brought anything up for you that caused you to reflect, please let me know. DM me at the Carolina Lifestyle or innergrowth.co. And if you you know, have a friend that's also going through a healing journey, send it to them if you think that they would benefit from it. Or if there's someone who even outwardly in front of you judges themselves, if you notice that in someone who you love, maybe this episode might show something to them that they needed to hear and 
think more about and remember that your growth journey is always worth it and that every single experience that you have is a part of your growth and is teaching you something if you choose to look at it from the lens of a lesson instead of a character trait you know a flaw so I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening on YouTube, remember to subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, also remember to hit the plus button and the subscribe button so you can be in the loop of future episodes. And until next week, I hope you water yourself, take care of yourself, give yourself some extra love, give yourself a little hug. And I love you so much. I'll see you soon. Bye.